turning to ghetto and godly. You are now tuned in to your favorite co-host. I'm Auntie Mimi. I'm Sola T. And together we are Ghetto and Godly. Make sure you tune in every Monday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here on the Hot 702.5. Um, today's episode is dedicated to Nipsey Hussle, who was gunned down yesterday in Los Angeles in front of the Marathon store in, Crenshaw, in the Crenshaw District. His untimely death is a great loss for the culture, his family, and the entire black community. It's being alleged that Nipsey was killed as a result of a gang affiliation. And it's been no secret that Nip is from Rolling 60s neighborhood Crips, however, has, has evolved into an entrepreneur, business owner, music mogul, and father. And today we have a special guest, Keyshawn Music, who's going to help us shed some light on being a black man and growing up in the struggle, evolving, and still fighting against the odds today. So say hello to the people, Keyshawn. How you guys doing? <laughs> welcome back welcome back <laughs> i'm Twice. so i think this is such an honorable episode like i'm just ready to for you to share you know your experience and really create a space for us to to i, I think as black women too just kind of yeah. kind of create space and, and listen and really try to understand more what, of that perspective perspective that perspective and what role we play in supporting in yeah. supporting that you know because it's a it's a team effort right all right all right, so tell the people who you are, Keyshawn Music, and where they can find you, what you do, who you be, who right. you... Oh, y'all not going to be booed up today. <laughs> okay, I see how y'all trying to play. You got your professional hats on. This is business Maybe today. Maybe got her business wig on today, okay? It's all right. Okay, I'm here. I'm not going to play. I'm not business gonna... wig. No, business wig. That's that Auntie Mimi wig, okay? I'm about to play with you, so... <laughs> Uh, as you guys know, I do a lot of things, but, you know, I'm a songwriter slash artist, you know, and plus program director, program specialist. I do a lot. Of that. I'm a creator. That's what I do. I create solutions creator. for a lot of problems. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. So Mimi, what you do? I feel like we all need to do an introduction. <laughs> who you? Auntie Mimi. Who I be? Big shit talker. Oh, yes. I'm a big shit talker. Y'all already know. Um licensed esthetician so i get your skin right your face right i'm coming to get that little ear treatment i, I wax vaginas oh, um i do eyelashes <laughs> you just had to be clear on that service okay. um, she wax kitty cat i do i do um so come in you know summertime spring is among us okay don't um, have you you're come. reaching out your bikini now <laughs> uh podcaster uh personality wife um creator you know, child of God, first okay. and foremost. Oh, first and foremost. <laughs> We're not going to leave that out, okay? Um, just on around, all around, still evolving, um, amazing woman. I'm going to say so myself. I, I second that motion. I yes. second that motion. All right, all right. <laughs> Who you be? Who you be? Well, I'm Sola T. <laughs> uh, I am an entrepreneur. I am a curator. I am a Radio show personality, podcast co-host, just everything and everything. Okay, I know that's right. Out here, just making the world beautiful and building confidence in the process. So I do confidence engineering and really helping us feel feel like we're we're good enough to show as we are. And I think that has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today. It's like when we feel good as individuals and we feel that we are complete, we don't feel like we need to take things from others, and we can honor that and we can clap for others around us. And I think. As a community, we really need to we need to pour into and, and pay some further attention to how we're feeling as individuals and, and the impacts of that as a collective. I agree, especially, you know, dealing with today's topic and, you know, dear black men. Right. And um, all right. I know Messy Mondays. 
No messy month. Today's too heavy. <laughs> I feel I like I don't want no April Fools. I don't want no mess. None of that today. shit. shit we ain't no national been. day today. It's just, you know, trying to reconfigure everything at this point. Cause we lost it was it was a great loss. Whether you were a supporter of his music, you just have to respect the hustle. Like, you know, he got it from from nothing and was a pillar in his community, a pillar. I just found out he came out here to Las Vegas. He gave away shoes to high school kids at Desert Pines. So, you know, just really moving and shaking in the black community. So this is, ain't no messy Mondays today. We just getting right to business. Well, we just in that conversation. I feel like we need to, do we take, need to take a moment? I feel like we have <laughs> something. Something, yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy in the building. Yeah, that was um, crazy. So Keyshawn Music, since you are representing all black men today. <laughs> Well, that's heavy, maybe. Maybe we should lighten that load a bit. So, um, you're not from the West Coast. You are from Camden, Arkansas. Right. So that's her husband, y'all. They're gonna keep dancing around this. <laughs> okay, I just want to let y'all I mean, know. If you've been listening, you, you know that's my baby. We, what if we got a new listener? All today? right. So this Keyshawn music is my husband. Yo. Um, he's from Camden, Arkansas. So being that you are from Camden, you didn't. Was there like a gang? affiliation gang violence was there a decision that you had to make out of young like like paint the picture for for the people that don't know what camden and the struggles that you've dealt with as a young black male growing up in that community especially coming from the south i mean like to be honest with you guys the struggles for a black male are the same everywhere it just you know i feel like the city bring more struggles than the south do because there's more people Mm. more things going on but in the south we had gang banging you know we had blood crips uh, folks, I don't know if you guys ever uh, came across the documentary Game Banging in Little Rock, but you know that was pretty serious. I'm gonna go look. That's on Netflix. Yeah, it wasn't okay. on Netflix. It's on <laughs> YouTube. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go on it YouTube. On, it was on HBO back in the day, but um, Little Rock was like the national. It had the the most murders in the whole capital. Like in the whole, Little Rock. Yeah, Little Rock, Damn, Arkansas. I've been there. That's crazy. Yeah, Little Rock, Arkansas. It was like oh, 92, 92, 93. And what was going on was um, Little Rock was being influenced by the gangs in L.A. One of the gang members had actually moved to Little Rock. Damn. So yeah, he moved to Little Rock. He brought the information and so started. So you were supposed up. to go and, and and retreat. Yeah, that's what they did. Right. They they not they recruit. <laughs> not recruit. Shit. <laughs> they they went and opened up shop and they came to Little Rock. Was he, it like a, a a crack thing? Like just like taking over like territories as far as like the drugs, like I mean, the dope game. Or? That that was all part of it. You know what I'm saying? It was all territory. We want to come in here? We want to make more money? We want to move more product here? So he pretty much came to Little Rock and he put them on. And once he put them on, they went rampant. You know, they, they start putting their cousins on. And, and the crazy thing about Arkansas and Little Rock is everything is close. So you'll have one gang on one street and the next street is a whole new gang. Yeah. So oh, that's why the murders were so 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 rampant because you can go right over and kill somebody. Like you murdering your cousin. That's what they were like doing. Your own community oh, wasn't even solid enough. Not not at all. Not at all. Oh, damn. Damn. And you can watch it. It's on YouTube. Watch it. Gang okay, banging so it's like gang banging and little rock. We gonna mm-hmm. watch that. We gonna we gonna follow up. National on that. documentary. They need to put that on Netflix too. <laughs> I'm just gonna motion. For, I'm gonna start a position. If you're listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put that's crazy. This, put this, what is it called again? Gang Banging and Little Rock. Gang Banging and Little Rock. Mm-hmm. It was like two of them, two documentaries. I mean, like that's crazy that you dealt with that because, of course, I'm from the West Coast. I'm from San Bernardino. So I've seen gang violence. It's all too, like, normal to me. Like, right, unfortunately, right. like, cousins getting shot, cousins in gangs, like, cousins' bloods, cousins' crips. 
and you know like this story has been played way too way many too times. many times like i've lost so countless family members and friends to to bullets and just we just tired you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like where i guess is what we're here today to talk about like what what do we need to do like what changes right. do we need to start with because we tired of saying r.i.p at this point right, right. um you know. And I think that's the difficult part, right, is because it's something that impacts the collective, but it's something that starts so personally, mm-hmm. right? It does. So your idea of, like, why you don't like somebody and why you feel you're better than somebody or why you feel it's okay to take somebody else's life, life. in exchange for whatever that situation was, that's a very personal a person thing, thing. Yeah. right? So we have to get beyond... I think as a community, we, we don't we mind our business a lot yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't want to overstep those boundaries, which in a lot of ways, I mean, it's here nor there, but... It's going to take us to get personal to get rid of a lot of this shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have to be able to to all sign on saying we're going to get personal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem is we don't like to get personal because I might want to. I'm okay with getting personal with you, but I don't want you getting personal with me. Right. Right. So I think, you know, the solution is is very, very personal. And I'm interested, interested to see, like, how vulnerable we're really willing to willing to become. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just fucked up because especially like in LA, like you got to make a decision. Like when you live in South central, like well, you going to be a blood, or you going to be a crip or you going, right, right. you know what I'm saying? It's like you either riding or you, you getting rolled on. So in my situation, you know what I'm saying? It was different. Like I grew up in the projects and I grew up in the rough projects in Arkansas. They call it Lincoln center. We had murders in our projects and all that good center. stuff. Yeah. But the thing was like, like, um, like the gangsters in, in, in my projects, like, they were young. A lot of them were young. And I was, I was only, you know, I was coming up. So I was like, you know, young too. But with me, they pretty much knew I played basketball. Mm. They knew I was like an athlete, you know. So they pretty much mm. kept me away from that. And then, like, I wouldn't be around them with that, you know, because right. they did their gang stuff. I knew they had all the red on, you know what I'm saying, all that good stuff. And I just stayed away from it. I went to the basketball court. And they didn't never just recruit. They weren't recruiting people like, hey, come be a part of this. Right. Come be a part of this. It's not like that, you know. But what I saying? wonder, do they? I think they. I think there is a recruitment process, but I think it's certain personalities aren't targeted, right? So recruitment, you always. I think gang gangs are most of the time recruiting, but there's a certain. Yeah. There's a the certain vulnerability OGs, that like, you're yeah. looking for. You're not looking for somebody who has the path, who's dead set on something, who's mm-hmm. confident. Right. That's not always the person you're looking Walk for right, because right, right. you want to be able to manipulate, and that's something that I worry about with my younger cousins. Because believe it or not, there are gangs in Minnesota. Are there? Right. Um. Right. Yes, there are, and we had the same thing going on like you know people being killed um even at like juneteenth events Mm -hmm. growing up Mm -hmm. like in a a specific event that is there for us to celebrate blackness people were losing their lives and black men specifically were being murdered and it's crazy because i I worry about my younger cousins because he doesn't necessarily like have this dead set path so we have to be conscious of okay well how you get into school how you do all these things and it's still not gonna save him right it's Mm -hmm. still just precautionary things that we feel might help us navigate or be able but you looking for the kids that don't have a whole lot of friends looking for the kid who wants to be cool but may not you know who's looking for that family who's looking for that family and i think a lot of our young black men are in that space yeah. yeah, and right. and that's where we have to tend to a bit as well. So we have to start in the homes. Like, why are these black men and women? Because mm-hmm. don't yeah. get it twisted. <laughs> and like, women, women gang bang too. Um, why we have to start with the foundation with the families? Like, why are they looking seeking this love and and support from 
the gangs. Most most of the time, like to be honest with you guys, I think that they seek it because they don't have it nowhere else. Yeah. So it's You're like if I don't if I don't have a father, if I don't have an uncle, if I don't have any mentors, it's like I do have these game bangers who mm-hmm. look cool. They look like they're doing what's what's they right. They have me a couple of dollars, they, they buy me some pocket, food every now you know and then, give me a ride home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, but the thing is this: like a lot of a lot of young men don't know that when someone gave you something, they expect something, something in return. return. Woo, that's a lesson. You know? and, and it's like a lot of men have like a, a lot of young men has to make that that choice. You know, like if if I'm gonna join this game, like that's pretty much I'm signing my life over for the mm-hmm. game. So and Absolutely. I I couldn't I wouldn't willing to make that choice. You know, right. I like I like red. I like blue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I ain't trying to be limited in my color. <laughs> I ain't trying to be limited. I ain't trying to hate somebody. Just you know, have issues with right. somebody just because of a color. And I knew you know that's what that wasn't in me. It, it, right. it wasn't something I wanted to be a part of. So I just stayed away from it. Right. You know, I feel like I can I can do bigger things than that. And it's it's a beautiful thing that you felt you had agency to stay away mm-hmm. from it, right? Because right. a lot of it, even if, even if they can make those decisions, a lot of young black men don't feel like they can can right. you know what i mean i think and that's the part of where we teach men to be so logical and we detach them from their feelings mm-hmm. where it's like so when you're feeling this we're not even able to have a conversation about what it is that you're really seeking mm-hmm. we're not able to partner you with the mentor because we've told you just ignore them feelings right. and just go find what you need go out there and survive right that's it because even like the another aspect if i was a gang you know what i'm saying I, w- I wouldn't even want nobody that is easily influenced, to be real with you. I want somebody that I know who's going to die for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because but it's, that's who is... I think there's gonna, a mixture, right? Yeah, it is a mixture. It is a mixture. That, that generationally. That's what yeah, it's generationally. Old gangsters, they used to die for that shit. Right, you know? exactly. But now, but now what it's is different. That? It's just like for clout. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to join the game for clout. I'm going to join the game to help get me some fans. Or I'm going to go join the game to be a, feel a part of something. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get in mm-hmm. for the wrong reason. That's when you get caught up in a bunch of bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. And I think even just I think one thing to me that always just doesn't sit well is just like the idea that you could take somebody else's life. life. That's not out of (laughs) self-defense. Like You're not defending yourself, but the idea and that's a very hard idea for me to cope with. Right. You know, there's some things that gangs do that do, you know, help their community. Right. 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 But that that particular part of it is very bothersome to me. Right. And let let me tell you, all like I actually. You know what I'm saying? I, I was, I'm a deep thinker. You know, I like to think on, on things. And I was thinking, I was on my way to work today. And I was thinking like, damn, like what situation <laughs> in my head where I kill somebody? You know what right. I'm saying? Like really like just kill somebody and it's just what it is. I had right. to do it. Mm. And it's only one. It's like my life or my family life is right. in danger. You know what I'm right. saying? Like And in, in danger. In, in danger, like a threat, like but a real threat. But relative, right? Because the whole idea of, it's like, it's, to me, it's like sports, football in particular. So there's an idea, there's a culture around football right. that makes you feel a certain way as a player. That outside, we can we can kind of tap into that. But the whole idea of what you're raised upon is like that person, oh, the, yeah. opposi- yeah. you're, the opposition. It's the, it's the, is it's the enemy, yeah. I got to attack them. Like every time we get on the field, like there's no friends. There's no, there's not even no sportsmanship. Like I'm trying to go knock their fucking head off. Exactly. Like, and so that's the same with the, the you know, so the mentality. idea of what survival actually means is no longer making sure me and mine are fit. It's making sure me and mine are respected from a 
standpoint that you won't even come over here or you know what's good when you come yeah. over here. Yeah. And that's the scary part because that's not actually in its essence what survival is. Mm -mm. But that's the culture around it's a threat. gang that, yeah. violence. Yeah. I'm a threat, the threat of it's violence. A, it's the threat, threat of violence. Because right, right. we're not even talking about what uh, actually happened. Is happening. Right, right. If anybody running up on you, somebody may have just like like with it's the whole situation. Perception. Right. Somebody may have just asked you to leave somewhere yeah. and you feel like that's a that's threat. A that's a yeah, threat. That threat. Did right, you right. Read that yeah. Like did you read that it was some um knucklehead I mean uh, like shitty cuz Yeah, I mean like like you talking about <laughs> you talking about like when, when I was growing up. No, I'm oh. saying that about the Nipsey uh, situation uh, they said that it was a guy that was a known snitch man. known shooter he was a crip he walked up into the store they asked him to leave and he came back shooting that's always y'all like that's that's always a threat I, you know I what actually witnessed always a threat. that type of shit happening yeah. in Las Vegas it's always I a threat was, um I think I was like in the 11th grade. That's why you got to watch. I'm, I'm trying to cut you off, but that's why you, you watch how you interact with people because you never know how they take it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be. And that's something you just can't control. You, you, unfortunately, you, you, you can't. Let me tell you, you can't control it. But what I learned as I got older, you know, that's why I try to treat everybody with genuine love. But if you're just and asking somebody to leave because you already know they have a reputation for a certain, you know, a certain thing, and this is your place of business, you will never think that a nigga will come back. And kill you because you simply ask them to leave I think, your but, establishment. But I wonder that if you are in that that space, that's what I'm saying. Like, that you may, yeah. You, and it's you not got to that. say that you can do anything about it. But I think even we've seen through multiple interviews and multiple lyrics How that celebrity. he understood the yeah, threat yeah. to his life. Right. But not even that. But though. maybe it wasn't his reality. Yeah. But not even that. Like, have y'all noticed? Like, there's been plenty of times where someone tried to go up on a celebrity, and the and celebrity like, like nah, I can't do it with you yeah, right now. I can't yeah. sign your autograph. And, and they, they yeah. Out. So just it's imagine crazy. if a person had a gun. Yeah, if they right. had a gun, right. and that celebrity that's like he posed to give me some respect. I don't, right. I don't spent this. I don't yeah, did this for yeah. you. Right. That's celebrity get killed all the time. Back to that personal value, Selena. Because you know that was the anniversary of her death. He was watching the Soul Train and the dude, the scenario. He was gonna kill. He was gonna kill a dancer. Yeah, he was gonna kill a dancer at the Soul Train. We have to watch the Soul Train. Oh, you don't get the spoiler alert now. But it was a young man that he he wasn't getting the attention that he wanted from one of the Soul Train dancers. He had a gun. He went in the bathroom and contemplating. He was about to shoot it up. And then one of the other dancers deterred him from. From shoot, shooting the place up because she danced with him. She was like, let's she dance. dance with him. Yep, and he was, um, he left. But that's mental illness as well. That's what it is, though. It's like you never know what's, how crazy these people is. People people yeah. are different, y'all. Yeah, like, that's I'm just what being it real with y'all. Yeah. And it comes I, back to that personal that, man, Like, it's a personal thing. issue. That's what it is, a personal issue. Like, I, I work in the mental health field. I've been working in the mental health field since 2005. So I don't see people come in. I don't see people do ridiculous things you expect them to do. And that's what it is. People will show you. I like, actually witnessed that before you come me off, eh? So I was in 11th grade, and I was dating this guy, and we were on the west side of Las Vegas, and they were having a block party. Mm -hmm. And the street was shut down. It was nothing but people having a good time, barbecue kids, all type of shit. And this was in, like, 2007. And it was some, um, the family that was throwing the block party was Crips. And it was some bloods that came from like a few few blocks over, like right there off of um, what is that like? They don't be too Lake far. Mead <laughs> and uh, like right over there by Seven Seas. And they asked him to leave because they knew that they were bloods. And like I said, this is in Las Vegas, y'all. And they asked him to leave. They left, and then they came back. Mm -hmm. A whole I bunch so of niggas came, came back, came back. Mm -hmm. and was shooting. It was a guy like this. Just brought back some memories. 
Um, it was some a guy trauma. that some yeah some some PTSD. It was a it was a white guy, white older man that was walking around with a camera and taking pictures and video and everybody having a good time. And to see that man laying on the fucking concrete mm. with dripping blood, like shot to death. It was a kid that got shot in a stroller, like. I'm running in the house, plates of food flying, like, so I've actually mm-hmm. witnessed that, like, mm-hmm. but. And it's a damn shame. It is a shame. It's a, it is. Because again, we have to go back to really holding people accountable to that answer and accountable to finding other ways. Right. Mm-hmm. You have, we have to find other ways to express our conflict. Yeah. yeah. And yes, these things, we've been able to handle things these ways, for, this way for so long. But it doesn't do, it's a cycle because once I shoot up your party now, you got to come shoot yeah. up my next party. Yeah. It ain't even yeah. going to be me. It's going to be the homies. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then again, so then what What can we do? Because now we're, we have everybody in, in situations. Yeah. The, the only thing we could do, y'all, to be honest with you, is um, we have to educate the youth and we have to build them up into where they feel strong enough that they can do things and not have to be a part of a gang right. or follow a gang to accomplish their goals. Yeah. We got to really get back to that community building and starting these programs back up, whether it's sports, whether it's job programs, just things to keep the youth busy. Because when the youth is not busy, hey, the devil's, the Itamon is the devil's playground. So whatever come across, whether it's gang banging, whether it's stealing, robbing, whether it's clicking, whether it's, you know, having babies, whatever. You know what I'm right. saying? If I don't have nothing productive in my mind, no goals to see me out of this, then I'm just going to be a part be of it. Mm-hmm. I think That's it's easy it to say, like, you know, stay with don't join a gang. But I think when you, when you're from, you know, an inner city like Los Angeles, I think that that's easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like I said, you kind of have to like, well, am I, or am I going to put my energy and my focus somewhere else? As far as like sports, music, you know, bettering myself, going to college, yeah. but they don't have those resources. Like they don't, what, what yeah. they see is the gang, you know what I'm saying? The niggas right. in the gangs with the nice cars and the, mm-hmm. the women and the money and, you know, selling dope. It's like, we got to fix our, like, we got to fix our communities. We like, have to prioritize mental health. Right. Like We have to prioritize it in a way that's, that's black. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? Not just a clinical, we need to use clinical research that is for us, right. but be able to navigate. Because what it is, is I can take all the gangs, I can give you a job, but if you still don't feel good about yourself, you're still not going to go that much further. No, and that's that's the thing, because like I actually have, I have a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, know, you don't have a kid, you no, better no, clear that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, chill out, chill out, chill out. Chill out. Yeah. All right. Like I said, I was about to go in this line, so okay. chill but you know what I'm saying? I have a kid in one of my group homes. You know, um, you know he's uh, 17. Uh, he watched a bunch of the rappers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's talking about shoot him up, all that good stuff. So he wanted to go get up some tattoos. Um, he go to behavior school, so he ready to fight all the time, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But when I was talking to him, you know, I, I was like, dude, you know, I explained everything to him, the consequences. Hey, you keep this, you know, right. prison, bro. And then in prison, you know what it is in prison. Ain't right. no women. Ain't no all women. All that stuff. You know, I try to get them the real stuff. Because right. people don't tell them. People they don't, don't tell they them this. They think prison is a hangout. They think it's a hangout. Yeah. Yeah. No think it's a hangout. yeah, I'm about no, to be with the clique. No, no. I got Instagram. I be like, you got to like prison Man, I'm trying to tell you. That's it. That's it. So, you know, I try to explain that to him. And then, um, you know, that worked because they don't, they, they scale that, you know, yeah. like, but, you know, what 
I had to finally do was just take him to one of my other partners who got a uh, he got a business where he um, do the sneaker cleaner in the uh, Meadows Mall. Okay. I took him up there and my partner, you know, shared some information with him because he had a rough background too. But you know, it took me to put him in a whole different environment with some with some different people for him to like, oh shit, I could do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can, I don't have to be a game man. I don't exactly. have to go do but that stuff But it's in our in our language, in that in his language, mm-hmm. he needed to hear right, that. Right. And I think that's a lot of times as we swoop in and we bring these these classes and these courses and these ideas to them, and it's not in their language. No, not at all. And that's no. why I think it's so honorable about Nipsey is he really gave the blueprint in his language, in our people's language. language. You know what I mean? For the right. people who have similar experiences and even people who don't. Like, it's still a language that we connect with from the culture. Yeah. And I think that's what's important is we have to remember that part when we're building these programs, when we're, when we're creating jobs, when we're doing these from our small businesses as entrepreneurs. Yes, sometimes that is going to be a challenge, but these are the things we have to create this in our language for our people. Right. Definitely. 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 They have to make it relatable because if they can't relate, they're not going to be a part of it. When you, so question, if you, if you do come out of the struggle like Nipsey, like what are some things that you think as a black man you have to then concern yourself with because every new level has a new devil so what are some things that you have to okay i made it through the gangs in the hood Mm -hmm. and now i got a little bit of money so now now what now i still have to watch or you know be mindful of of what like to be honest with you don't nobody want to don't nobody want to live that way but once you accomplish a certain success in life and you gain a platform, you really have to protect yourself. You mm-hmm. got to protect yourself. I know it's cool to have homies around you, but you have to protect yourself. Like, I, I know people say, I, I believe in the spirit and I believe in, I believe in all that. God, I know God got me regardless of anything, but I'm still going to be militant. And when I say militant, you know, I'm I'm prepared, like, you know, and I'm gonna make sure the people around me prepared. Like, even if I have to, I have to pay for it. Right. I know that I have to, you know, look at Farrakhan. Farrakhan not by himself. Right. Farrakhan is deep, like mm-hmm. deep, like, you know what I'm saying? Because we already saw what happened to Martin Luther King. We saw what happened to Malcolm X. And anytime we have a black man of stature that's trying to make a difference for his people and really make that difference and make that connection mm-hmm. with his people, they don't last. They don't last and never. Think, and I think that's it's either us, our own community doing it, or it's moving through our community it, to take them out. To take them out. And, and it, I think that's and that's what I'm saying. Like I'm even, I, we gotta protect ourselves against our community. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody else gotta go in our community before the, our community leader, that's what has to happen. Like right. he has to go, not our leader. Right. We're gonna take him out before he take out our leader. Yeah. And we have to protect our own like that. We have to protect them that way. White folks do it all the time. I got white folks ready to ride for Trump. <laughs> we don't come together and it's such it's such a tired tired thing because and it's also frustrating because we see so many of us that do yeah, right yeah. but we still have to be cognizant and aware that there's still those Mm-hmm. Who are not happy with themselves. But I'm telling you, and they're, not at all. they're not happy with seeing no, somebody that looks like them. Be, ha- fur- man. be quote unquote further than them. Damn. Successful. Mm-hmm. Successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's scary. It's very scary. Like success is a scary thing, but you know, once you once you really know you want to attain it, and you you have goals that you want to do, and you know you have a purpose that you want to accomplish. Now that stuff matters because I have to do it or I'm not going to feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So that's that's worse. Mm-hmm. That's not even living. Yeah. So I'm not even living. Because you don't want to live in paranoia. And I feel like that's the spirit that 
than Nipsey had is he wasn't going to. No, nah, he wasn't going to. You know, and it, I think with that, that's a hard reality when you when you are you know also a creator, when you're a businessman, mm-hmm. when you are a father, when you are a husband, when you are these things. That just has to be such a difficult space to be. It's in. very difficult because just imagine, you know, you feel safe. Like I feel like I did enough work, I did enough things in my community where my mm-hmm. community should protect me, mm-hmm. but it's never that way. Never, never that way. Never that way. Mm-hmm. Never that way. That's why I worry about you, babe. Like. I don't be worried about not like for real. I don't be worried like when you don't answer your phone. I seen the meme going yeah. around like when you don't answer your phone. Like black men don't understand like the anxiety and the paranoia that black women have because we are protective over our black men because we are so endangered. But because you are spiritually woke and you know what I'm saying you are talented and there are people that may not feel like they don't have what you have. Mm-hmm. So, so that when they you should move, have what you have, right? So when you moving around the cities, it's like. Fuck, like, I ain't worried about you, you know, doing something crazy. I'm just worried about the next nigga that would try you because simply because of who you are, the success that they may see that you have attained. That, that be honest with you guys, like, that, that, that that's real. And, but why, what I do is when I meet those people, because, like, you, you can meet those people, you even never know if, you know, if a person really feel like that. Right. So when people do come at me about stuff that I attain or asking me about stuff that I got, you know, I try to educate them into a way to where they can understand it because everything I got, I worked for. It. You know what I'm right. saying? I, I did stuff to get it. So if you do these same steps that I did, you can get it too. It's not like it's impossible. I'm right. not going to be like, no, nah, you can't have this. You can't accomplish that. Right. Yeah, you can't. I can even help you. You know what I'm saying? If, right. if, if you're really trying to do it. but right. And I think that's the part, right? I think most of the time it's not that other black men aren't going to give them the education. It's the, are you going to actually receive it and do it? Do or do you it. feel like I should just hand it the to you? The two of you, mm-hmm. right. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part because sometimes when you do get close with people, because I, I do, I build with mm-hmm. friends. I got homies that I'll put on. I tell them, you know, certain stuff. And it's like, you know, I, when I tell when I when I pick those guys to tell them those things um, and they don't apply those things, then I kind of like, I kind of separate from them a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like now you're showing me you don't really want it. You know, because right. I gave you the steps, I gave you the game, right. and you're not doing it. So right. and when you separate from those kind of people, they're kind of, you put them outside. Right. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they're not even in it no more. So I'll, we're not even going to have a discussion no more. that creates the hate, the jealousy, the envy, because now I know that this they don't want to feel. I think no. you have to do it in a way where they don't, don't want to feel no, like exactly. you put them that's, out. That's it. I don't feel like I, I'm never going to put them out. They call me. I'm always going to answer my phone, but I'm going to ask them, hey, did you get that accomplished? If you ain't got that accomplished, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Right. Because you still ain't got yeah, to the point. And I still think there is some, with that, there's still some room for people to still feel how they do. Because remember, we talked about it. It's a personal thing. It is a personal thing. So I think that. that is a great measure to really create that space for people, um, especially when there is such a threat. Right. Because they can come do it. Like, somebody feel like you got something, like, and they won't, they can take your eyes out. Like, I I, I don't see that happen. I know, I know it don't happen. Mm-hmm. Especially in the South. Do you feel like you be on guard? When I'm, you go out, I'm always on guard. I'm always on guard. When I go out. So I got CCW. What that's for? I think it's, it's just um, it's just really sad to me. It's hella sad. All of it is it really sad because it just comes from a space of a, a lack of love, a lack of nurturing, yeah. mm-hmm. a lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really to break it down in a, a very simplistic way because I know we're more complex than that, but. It's just like when I look at these situations, it just be over something so, so, so trivial. It's over trivial. It just trivial. be something so trivial. It's and over it's just nothing. like, yeah. fam, we really like, we could have worked around this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now somebody's whole life is gone. And I mm-hmm. think people, the impact of not only that person's life being gone, 
but the lives that are around that person yeah. that you have now His put a kids. hole into their life. Like, life. Lauren Linden, we I just seen wife. a post that said, you know, those who do know the family personally, be sure to set it a pri- as a priority to check on her in the next in the next couple of months right. because yeah. right now we're all in it right yeah. we're all feeling it but she is not Don't she's not going to have her best friend for the rest of right. her life. life right and she's going to hear his music around and she's going to you <sighs> know heavy. see his him in, through their kids right. and that's the part that i think we need to it is about that person because he is honorable for himself that his life loss is a life loss right. but also thinking about the community that is impacted around that person because their life is lost mm. and i don't think that we're we that forward thinking or we value those experiences in a way that that makes this senseless to everyone mm. right and i think that's the side part is that this is not even senseless to everyone I can't even imagine what she's feeling and what she's going through. Like that's a space that I I pray I'm never in because mm, my heart, like my heart, hurts for her. Yeah, I just really. It's so. It seems like I wish it just was something that we could actually say we could do today. Yeah. But it's really an ongoing effort. It's an experiment. It's an experiment because I'm. I'm sure a lot of the things that we've tried may have been a part of this. You know, talked about today may have been a part of this situation. Mm-hmm. No. Today sucked. Yesterday sucked. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just sad a somber, like just somber <laughs> energy. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to log on. And, Instagram because it's just nothing but Nipsey, 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 and just like. Bruh, like this can't be life. Like uh, that's I, crazy. Like this shit is is really crazy. Like not him. Like you, we were just right. Saying, like, and we were like you know any him. life loss is a life loss, yeah. but him yeah. in particular. It's like I've especially more recently. I was telling Mimi earlier like I his music music has really helped me through a lot of things. And I don't grow up with it. I don't have a background such as his. Yeah, but it's still very relative. And mm-hmm. him talking about energy, and him talking about switching up, and him talking about you know black black man block me like block yeah. for me black man right. like that's some real shit. Yeah. And I think it's 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 relative from so many different experiences that it, it's so, it was so powerful and so sad at the same time to scroll through yeah. my Instagram feed and see that it was just it was flooded with him. Mm-hmm. People that are from all types all, of different yeah, backgrounds, backgrounds, all yeah. types of different, you know what I mean, like narratives, mm-hmm. all types of different musical appreciation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was positive too. And it was still so. respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. positive respect. I mean, he really is a neighborhood hero. Like, like I said, like I from california so i see niggas die every day like niggas don't mm-hmm. make it out of the gang and make it out the hood so to see somebody make it out and give back to his community in the way that he's given back and build and to, it and, yes. and to rise to that level of success on his own like that man is truly self-made mm-hmm. and to still die by the gun is just like bruh like what the fuck are we doing wrong mm-hmm. like what are we doing wrong something is like truly fucking wrong because this this is not supposed to end this way not at all that man supposed to die natural life like he was just evolved he was just evolving into the man that he is going to be you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's just like he this, was talking this about is a nightmare. The investments, you know, he made with um, what was Dr. that? Doctor No, the Doctor Sebi documentary. But he was doing um, he was that? a private Bitcoin. investor in plenty. Bitcoin. Business. He was investing oh, in Bitcoin. Yes, 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 yes. He was buying really, you know, uh, real, real estate. estate in this um, neighborhood. You know, like he was doing a whole lot, and for them to do that to that man is crazy. In, in, in front of his own shit, it's just yeah. like it's it's a 
spitting on his legacy. Like yeah. that's crazy. And I think that's the 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 transfer energy that I felt. I, I I felt other people feel that. Mm. And so it's like the idea of like, you know, keeping the marathon going and really being able to take that energy and transfer it into doing what he's laid out for us. Because like it don't said, stop. Like, like he, he really said laid that. it out it keeps for going. us. Yep. You the know, marathon like, you know, keeps like going. Sean was saying earlier, like I can give you the game, but those who don't do it, oh. it don't matter no more. Yeah. It don't oh. matter what you want. If I'm giving it, if I'm handing it to you, I'm handing you the blueprint. And yeah. you can make your own edits. Yeah, you right. Can. You can get your own way. You I'm can just make your you the own tools. way, but I'm handing you what got me here. I think that's the hardest part. Is like we have to do honor him in that way as well. Right. We can't just talk about how how shitty of a situation it is. Yeah. We need to take that time. We need to more. We need to have that mental health awareness to really realize and process what happened, and then fucking go in. Right. And like, I think that's the part that it's like I that's what I hope for. And to be honest with you guys, another aspect too, a lot of game bangers they do prey on um, mental health issues, like, oh, yeah. like guys, because yeah, they know they can yeah. control them. They yes. easy control. Like I, I can give them some dope, and they go be good. They go do whatever I tell them because mm-hmm. they got mental health. That's why a lot of a lot of game members like they don't graduate from school. A lot of them came out of special ed. It's mm-hmm. facts. You yeah. can look it up. You can look it up. And that's real. And we need to find ways that we can get them the mental health services in a way that, that, helps, them. that helps them and mm-hmm. that they actually can take advantage of because also don't nobody want to be going to the special class to do, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though we can insert it, <laughs> there's ways that we can, we can reveal mental health practices, better mental health practices mm-hmm. and in normal interactions Actions, mm-hmm. that doesn't make somebody mm-hmm. feel isolated mm-hmm. or, or labeled. Right. There are yeah. ways and that's, less than, that's and the that's, thing. It feel mm-hmm. less than, and that's the part of what I was talking about. We have to do this in our language. Mm-hmm. We have to do it through our music. We have to do it through the type of events that we host. There's ways that people can host events and still address mental health issues yeah. all the time. You're totally right. But totally we right. choose not to get on the microphone mm-hmm. and say shit. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. So it's like, that's the stuff that we can do and we need to do. Oh, it's yeah. it's imperative that we do it mm-hmm. because it's such a personal issue we can't we can't just say okay we're gonna try this and that's it we have to try different yeah. shit yeah you're right and a lot of it's in the mind so it's just like different ways to think of things and different ways to process things and think you know like and that's pretty much what that's where it starts it's, that's exactly where it starts you know what i'm saying like because that's what helped me you know what i'm saying like yeah. i, I could have joined the gang i had cousins in the gang i could have got with them but i knew that you know what i'm saying Ultimately, like I, I wasn't go go ride for the game. I'll ride for myself first. <laughs> no. No. Ultimately, I Ultimately, wasn't gonna yeah. go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna ride for myself first. And I, once I knew I that, that, and I made that decision, I already knew gang was out yeah. because I'll ride for myself to fight with the gang if I have to. Mm. And I know I saw that a lot. I saw a lot of people fighting with their own gangs. Mm. So I was like, why, why would I join some easy. stuff like that? Why don't we just all just support each other? <laughs> that's how. That's how it should be anyway. That's that's how it should be anyway. So. I just like nah. I got I got something bigger than this. I, I just can't isolate myself to that because I can't even help people doing that. Yeah, I always wonder about like the different black men that I encounter, like as an adult woman, and just kind of what their relationships are with with gangs and with the ideas of gangs. And you know what I mean? Like I feel mm-hmm. like I know a lot of people, especially a lot of black men that grew up in those environments. But for me, seemingly they didn't choose that lifestyle, mm-hmm. or that lifestyle didn't choose them. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder, like, like this is beautiful hearing your perspective on this because it's a perspective that I don't hear of often. Right. Those men who are in the, black men, I know that aren't in gangs. I don't ever hear them talk about mm-hmm. them or the impacts that they may or may not have had on their lives. But that's the thing too. Like all of my like my cousins and my the OGs that I knew that was doing gang banging when they were young. They're not they're doing, doing it now. No yeah, mm-hmm. like they now, they still they'll still hang out with their homies and stuff. Right. 
But they're not gang banging. They're not riding to the hood. And they're I don't think most careful. young men understand. Young they're not boys understand red that. Flags. Like, you're not going to really be doing this for the rest of life. Yeah. But some of them have seen, maybe they seeing some older folks, especially in the spaces that they're in, and that, that seems like it's it. But I think that I, that's a conversation. We need to have a round table with some black men because I really want to yeah. know from some more men's perspective of like, I think that's beautiful. Like you said, like I grew up and y'all ain't even doing this shit. Yeah, no more. More. yeah mm-hmm. but I even have an I uncle. I got, I got an uncle right there. Yeah, yeah. She got some real uncles. But her uncle don't do some shit. But, <laughs> right. but, but my, I got an uncle out here in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? And we, I actually had a brother out here in Vegas too. He was in Donna. When he was in Donna, mm-hmm. Reggie. Mm-hmm. He was in Donna. And the thing was, like my uncle and him, like they just kicking out. You know, like kicking yeah. with their boys. They like, go right. drink, you know, go be grown folks. Right. But they not going in the hood and doing no hood shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They but not I doing feel like that that's stuff. where they it's know the responsibility what be going of the OGs to school these young boys and tell them, look, I may have done shit this way, but don't be like me. me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, right. be different. Like, okay, you've already you already in the game like that's your choice but yeah. be different like this is but not I the, feel like this is I, not the millennial generation is such the hands-off generation you know mm-hmm. what i mean where people just like they do what they, they want to do. do they yeah. feel like they're going they know the everything so i just feel like well just try still shit like you yeah. you ain't even try always try you ain't even always, try. always try i think that's especially not beyond millennials that generation z y whatever they are next <laughs> they are very they have a they grew up with a different mindset they do and so we do. can't just talk up. to them the way that we receive messaging right it goes right. back to that the principles of communication you have to pay attention to your audience and how they're going to receive that message right and i don't think we're doing that with certain conversations around mental health we're just like don't be depressed don't commit suicide don't shoot each other right. and then they're all of that they're you know depressed I mean? because they commit of suicide they, they shooting each other like, you know what i mean because of how the they receive information, information right. they're rejecting it yeah, yeah. we're right. not because we're not even trying right we're just right. doing what we feel like y'all stop that shit knock that shit off mm-hmm. right we're not telling them like okay well shit let's talk about it right, right. why you why do you do feel that? that why do you want to do that what's you know going what's on? going on what in else your mind? is going on what is, what is something that you want that you feel you can't have, have yeah how can we make that happen i think we we there's a lot of don't do this don't do that and that's it right. then being mad and, and scared and whatever other emotions when they do it right but we're not even understanding why they're doing it right <sighs> It's a lot of work though, and I think that a lot of times we just kind of bow like shit. Oof. I think that'd be a dope show though, like if we could bring like some um, some older gang members, like who mm-hmm. who did the gang when they was young, and they they're looking back now, and then bring some young gang members that's banging now. Yeah, because they yeah. I guarantee they both will have two different perspectives. Right. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. and what the gang a what gang gangs is mean and to what, them yeah, has exactly. to be different. I'm telling you, because we live in two but, different worlds. But that's the bad part because right. I feel like if we're a gang and we're a unit, we should all have the same code and laws. Exactly. <laughs> Because what, what is code. the game there? Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. what I be wondering. Like, well, what, what does it... What? Because if my because I believe said, it has a purpose, but is everybody clear on the purpose? Is that because like the mob? The mob is some serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't don't nobody die until it's signed off on. Right, protocol, protocol, and game banging. It's they, all over the it's place. It's all over the place. It's way whatever. Too many, how many? And because it's become so personal. Mm. It's personal, and then it's not. It's not organized. Yeah. So it's you not, just. It's just because whatever. Because then again, like even when I was watching, um, what's a uh, trigger warning? Uh, mm-hmm. Killer Mike mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and he has an episode where he has the Crips and they, he creates uh, a soda, soda cup. Yeah, the soda cup that was dope. The blood yeah, the blood and the Crip. Yeah, Crip Cola. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when they're doing that, what I, was I trying to order crazy, some. Yeah. What I thought was Crip Cola. What the crazy part is is like. We all need to be more like Killer Mike. I'm my mama. Straight you know up. what I mean? Like, for multiple ways, yeah. I'm a big Killer Mike fan. 
But think about what he did. He gave them structure. Yeah. He, he gave them a purpose. He purpose, gave them yeah. a business yeah. plan. Yeah. To say, he ain't coming there and say, why y'all doing this? Right, right. Don't be doing that. He said, mm. y'all want to make some money or But not. they have the capacity to do it. They just don't understand yeah, it. Because nobody, yeah. everybody overlooks them. When Overlo- we come right. back to give business seminars, we don't go to the game Gangs. because at the end of the day, this shop's going to be like, oh, y'all the cribs? Yeah. yeah. That's what we scared of. Yeah. Oh, we can't give you this money, this loan because of this. We're not teaching them the skills to, if you're going to run this day, game let's run, run this it. shit yeah. let's run it like Make a good ass business. business yeah that's so that it way enterprise. you can take yeah. these skills and yeah. transfer them when yeah. you do decide to make mm-hmm. that transition yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, enterprise like um what's the what's the um the motorcycle gang oh the uh uh what they uh oh, yeah, that he compared yeah, yeah. hell's angels the hell's yeah. angels yeah. Like, that's a gang that's a fucking gang they have t-shirts they have merchandise yeah. they got like, they got rivals right? <laughs> they got rivals right. <laughs> but i think that's what it is is like we because and i, I think that fear is a real thing right because we right. don't know if they're going to take this information but we need to have more people kill, like what killer mike is doing is just brilliant yeah. no, but, and, I, and that, that was real because but, it was like it gave them a structure and killer mike a person of influence y'all so mm-hmm. when killer mike came to them they were going to listen exactly. you know what i'm saying so like when the right person come to them i, I really feel like their the, language yeah they, they're, they're going to be open so that that is a good thing so i mean so that you know if, if we do if somebody in the community do bring some some ideas to them to where they can build up their community and help their others then it could be possible but you're always going to have them knuckleheads that's going to be like right. man fuck and that shit and we have to account for them but yeah, some of right, these right. some of these crips and, and bloods and vice or whoever they are they need to know about credit so yeah you're right they definitely need to know about credit you know what I mean like credit. and I feel like they just we don't then they can buy their neighborhood yeah exactly. you can buy your neighborhood you can create, you can create your own security yeah, company yeah, I, say that yeah. shit, I say that shit all the time like if you can be a dope man and run that would be dope just imagine a, some crips protecting your, your construction yard come on now man them crips ain't gonna let nothing happen over there <laughs> Because then it goes back to the founding values principles. You teach what a mission statement is. You teach all these things, and there you go. Lo and behold, you got a damn business plan. You're right. You're right. But what we want to do is instead we say go, don't shoot. And that is a message, right? We're not invalidating that message. Right. But if you're not shooting, what is your you're purpose? Because we've never asked you what y'all purpose, purpose of y'all are. gang is. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And if we understood that maybe more, maybe we could then address those mental health concerns. Yeah, that right, is true. totally right. But totally. we're not even evaluating. And I understand why we're not, because when somebody gets killed emotionally, we like, nah, fuck, cut, cut. Cut, cut, the check, cut yeah, it all yeah, out. Done. Done. But that only is going to do so much. And then this is still their reality. Right. right. That's temporary. It's right. temporary. Mm-hmm. But they out here want to make sure that they babies, they girlfriends, whoever is good. But we're not even teaching. We don't even teach that shit How? in public school. Yeah. No, we don't. Right. So right. where would they get the information? But they ain't going to school. Exactly. So, <laughs> so even if it was being taught, we have to teach our communities, teach our boys and girls. Mm. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Lord have mercy. Woo. Today, do we have a solar in the city? Well, my. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this a lot, and I couldn't come up with one particular question. Um, but I think it's tied a lot into what, you know, what can, is it that black women can do mm. uh, in terms of supporting navigating, our- supporting, creating space for, holding space for. Because I think it's one thing that we... we like you were saying, other a lot of times we tend to to lean towards anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. But that anxiety is also a burden to a black man. Yeah. You know, and that also that feels like pressure. Yeah. So it's like, how do we navigate our concern and their reality in relationships? I think that's the part that I don't I don't exactly. I think that's directed towards you, Keyshawn. Um, I I feel like you know what I'm saying as a black woman, you know, 
just love on your man. You know what I'm saying? Give him all love you can. Um, hold him accountable for his actions. And that's it. Don't get angry. Don't get upset. Like I said, just love your man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold we done, him, we done, hold done him took out two emotions. <laughs> If it were only that easy. It is that easy. Right? You know what I'm saying? For, only that easy. It's that easy. Sometimes through the anger that you get the message. Because I feel like if if you're receiving the message and it's not out of anger and frustration, then maybe you're not taking heed to my message. So I think if you're saying that, I feel like as a black man, you have to be more open to receiving the message in another way besides anger, because I feel like you guys are taught or you're taught to like, if a woman's not, you know, upset and all it's just nothing. It's not that serious. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So maybe it's, it's work on both parts. Well, it can't be, but I don't think we should just that. remove two whole emotions. That's my vote. Is no, that no. we don't. I think to balance and, and you know be able to express yourself without being centered in anger. That's absolutely a positive. But I don't think that because of life, the way life happens, I don't think we could say don't be angry or upset. Yeah. No, no, I'm just talking. No, I'm just, <laughs> don't be angry. That's, or upset. that's the extra. That's that's, the, I hear that daily. No, that's the extra. Just don't be but, angry. But 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 the key for like to the key for black women though, to be honest with you guys is just to to love on your man and to make him feel loved because the thing about a man like that love and that support is gonna make him come back home like if he gotta kill 10 people or whatever well i mean to survive though you know what i'm saying that's right. why people go to war some people go to war them fools survive they be locked up behind whatever well, maybe the love will make and him, i gotta make get him back think think differently you know what i'm saying like it would. maybe i don't have to kill to get home and maybe I shouldn't be in a situation. I should have been home in the first place. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, that type shit. All right, I can, I can take well, that. Well, my part two to this question <laughs> before we get a little steamy over there. So my part two. So I've been in a relationship before where I felt that his friends weren't really his friends. Mm. Um, and I felt that they weren't there to truly support him and they did take advantage of mm. him. So... What do you feel should be, you know, the woman's role in navigating that space? Because he's friends from, like, childhood. But with that, you can't. Let me tell you. That's the same thing with a male. We can't pick y'all friends for you. We can tell you all day. <laughs> tell you all day that, hey, old girl ain't no good for you. It's just until you realize that person not no good. It's a personal thing. That. It's a personal <laughs> thing. You've never it's a said thing. that. It's, I mean, like, because I She's said it. She's going to run through the list no, no. after the show. I, I, I said it before, and then you didn't take heed. So I'm type person. I'm not going to keep saying it. You know right, what I'm saying? Because right. I, I don't try but to tell you. you feel that there is a space to voice that concern. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Because, like, sometimes, like, we don't see it. Like, because I've been homies with them forever, so it's just what it is. Right. But you may see some stuff that I should be seeing that I'm not seeing because this is my homie I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Because right. he's like, he's just like it's my dog. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? But it's so not really So what's the best way to bring that to something? Like, well, how would you like that to be presented to you? A conversation. You know, you just point out the stuff. So whatever you see that I don't see, you just bring to, hey, well, you know, what you thought about this? You know? Okay. And then and, and what then, you think about this? yeah, what you think good, about it? That's how you do it. Yeah. No lying, cheese. Yeah, no, 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 boy. That nigga uh, can't come in the house no more. Bro, you, Don't roll with him no more. Look, let it. me find out you was over here and still no. be sneaking around, being, being <laughs> friends with him and shit. You like, ask them what they think because when you ask them what they think, they're like, oh shit, I ain't never thought of it like that. Let me, let me let me think about this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. what got me? I don't think it's that easy, but okay. 
She finna presentation run is everything, man. That's <laughs> how you present it. Is, I feel I've heard so many men say that in the last presentation three is months. Everything. Presentation is everything. It's everything. I promise you. What if, there's, what if there's no no solid like? It's you just, just don't the, like it's his just, ass. It's just the energy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just the energy. Like the, that's not for you, and you don't see it because oh, that's been my 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 nigga from the sandbox. It's like no, I see it. Like he's just not for you. We've been in that situation. It's like I just don't. He's just not. He's not 100% for you. It not don't matter. It's just that person going to have to realize. It's just like a woman. You can have a woman who's talking to a nigga ain't shit. This <laughs> nigga gonna fucking with everybody. Fucking with your sister, your mama, everybody. But yeah. until that woman realize that that's nigga real. ain't I shit. I see people really being in that situation. It ain't shit. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't try to, to tell there. people. And I think but, that's where but the people debate will fucking get mad at you yeah. for trying to warn them. And I think that's where, I, where my question comes from is like. That's why you got to bring it up as a suggestion. Would you want to hear that? That's a suggestion. You got to bring it up as a suggestion. Hey, what you think about this? That's what it is. Cause then you're not you're not coming as judgmental. You just brought it up. Like what you think? Okay. We but when you come to, to the people with game. this one, I want to know all the situations, all the stuff. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You got to run through it because I think a lot of times, like you said, just because you've been so in such proximity for so long, you're not. Even if you see it, you don't want to acknowledge right, it right. until that shit blow up in blow your face. face. But like, mm. okay, okay. Well, that's what I got for Soul in the City this week. All right, Soul in the City. <laughs> well, we sure thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you, Sean Music and Auntie Mimi, Soul yes. T in the house, Ghetto and Godly. Please be sure to tune in every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. on the Hot 702.5 FM. Whew, y'all, we're going to get through this month. We're going to need to lean on each other. And we're going to need to do better. You said turn up. Well, turn I didn't up. say turn up. <laughs> Not to my job. I'm talking about your energy. Tell my job. I'm talking. We're going to have to end on the positive. I'm going to be better next y'all week, Yeah, my y'all. birthday next week, so we definitely hey. going to find a reason to celebrate. All right, well, we thank y'all for tuning in. You know, get on Godly Way. Do you, be you, and but, love you. And this last thing, y'all. I want to say this before we go out. Now, Nipsey Hussle, with all the stuff he did in his life, guys, he didn't die. He ascended. Nipsey's a king, y'all. And all he's right. going to live forever in that nature. I say. Yeah, he's watching over all of us now. All right. Okay. Well, thank y'all. Be blessed.